I'm shook! Welcome to the Holly Shook Podcast. I'm Armin, and I'm joined, as always, by my favorite co-host. Actually, I'm forced to say it, but I think I kind of believe it. Ryan Alkire. How are you, Ryan? I'm good. Thank you. I never, ever forced you to say that. Just for the record, you can go back and listen to old episodes. Um, it was actually something you said on your own for the first time. So, thank you. Was it organic? Did it was. I said that? Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. You I can't can go remember. back. Yep, there's receipts somewhere back there. I'm pretty sure I was coerced into saying it, but maybe I really meant it. Believe what you believe what you need to believe to get you through this week, Armin. Well, right. I am so excited to do this podcast because this is the one time a month on the public feed that we dive deep into current scandals, current celebrity topics. Of course, I love going into celebrity scandal history with you. I loved your last episode on Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson because I had no idea any of the details on that. But a lot of stuff is going down in the current celebrity climate. So honestly, this is one of my favorite podcasts to do with you. Although we do a current celebrity scandal breakdown three times a month, but the other two are on Patreon. Right. So this is like common for us, but not common for everyone who's listening. Because we have our own Patreon, which is an exclusive club, kind of, um, where if you really love the content that we give you um, and you want us to be able to expand and grow and put more into this podcast that we already love doing, you are able to donate to us um, a minimum of $2, which is so inexpensive in my books. And if you do donate that, you get two extra podcasts, just like this one that you're listening to right now, every month. Um, so we do three bonus, three of these current Celebrity Scandal podcasts a month. And all you have to do is donate $2 a month to us to get those two extra ones, in addition to a lot of other perks, which you can see online. And we just added actually a new perk that we're both really excited about. I'm going to be kind of awkward with it, I feel, at first, but I feel like it'll be really fun once I get into it. But Armin's going to describe that to you guys really quickly. Yeah, we're adding a new benefit for all Patreon supporters. You have to start with the $2 minimum, as Rai said, but if you are a Patreon supporter, you will have access to a private Facebook group. So you're not only going to be a part of this online Holly Shook community, but once a month... Ryan or I will host a 30-minute Facebook Live session where we can interact about all things celebrity scandal or gossip or whatever. And you can ask us questions. And I've played around with this Facebook Live tool a little bit just to get a hang of it. And we could do different things like polls. So I don't know. We could start a poll. Ryan likes to talk about you know, who he thinks is hotter, right? Emile Hirsch or Robert Pattinson or Orlando Bloom or Justin Bieber. So we could start a poll and you all could answer the question yourselves. So we're going to be launching that. So all of our current Patreon supporters, all of you will get access to that in the coming week. And of course, if you want to support us on Patreon, you will all have access to that private Facebook group and be able to join us once a month for these Facebook Live sessions. And like you said, right? I think we, we may be a little awkward with it at first. I feel like it'll be part of the charm and the brand. It'd be a little weird. I feel like if you know me personally, you know that 
am like so awkward at like phone calls. Like if someone FaceTimes me like you do, I'm always so uncomfortable. So um, it'll kind of be fun to to play around with that. So yeah, if you guys like what we do and you enjoy this, we appreciate all the support, including listens and downloads and likes and subscribe subscriptions and all that stuff. But if you want to give a little bit more, we want to give back to you. So help support us. Help us help you. Oh yeah, and that's at patreon.com backslash hollyshook. So patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash hollyshook. And that Facebook Live feature is really fun too because on the other end, you all can write messages to us, can ask us questions that we can answer right there live in the moment. So it's super interactive. I think it could be a lot of fun. And another benefit, if we reach 50 patrons, everyone, in addition to those two extra current Celebrity Scandal Breakdown podcasts, we will do one more historic Celebrity Scandal podcast that will be chosen by you all. So you guys could tell us what to cover and we'll cover it. I think that could be a lot of fun because we've already gotten requests. Somebody reached out and said, hey, can you do a podcast on Whitney Houston? And I said, well, that's definitely coming. But if you're a supporter on Patreon, we reach that 50 patron goal, then we'll start doing that. If only a few more people can help us out, then you never know. You could be the person that gets us to that goal. And also, until then, stop telling us what to do. It's our podcast. We get to choose the, the uh, categories each week. I do want to say, though, shout out to Carrie Joe, who is a Shook patron. We have different tiers. And if you are a Shook patron or higher, you get a shout out on this bonus podcast on the public feed. So shout out to Carrie Joe. What's up, Carrie Joe? How's it going, girl? Thank you. We really appreciate you. Seriously, we appreciate everyone who supports us on Patreon. But Carrie Joe, you get a special shout out. Thanks, Carrie Joe. So, Rai, should we get into it? Let's do it. Let's get into our news rundown of the week. I want to start with Brad Pitt attending Jennifer Aniston's 50th birthday party. According to sources, Jennifer was very happy that Brad attended Rye. Do you want to see this couple reunite? No, I do not. What? I want to see them like be friends and like have like a relationship and like you know, like a fun like reunion picture or something. You know, like when you see people from the past and they take a picture like when they go to happy hour together or something and everyone's like, "Oh my god, like reunion." Like I want that, but like a 10-year high school reunion type thing. Kind of, but like, I don't know, recently I saw a picture of like all the kids from School of Rock, like went out to dinner together and I was like, oh my God, the kids from School of Rock are like hanging out, but they're older now. And like, I loved that because School of Rock was like my favorite movie growing up. Did you see the Mrs. Doubtfire reunion? Of course. See, this like, that's what I'm talking about. Like a reunion for the ages. So like, I'm down for them to like hang out and be friends, but I don't think they need to date each other again. Also, we are getting super nostalgic just like societally because there was also a Sandlot reunion. Oh my god, I didn't see the Sandlot reunion. Why are there so many reunions? Was what what was his name? Ricky the Jet Rodriguez? Was that his name? Something like that. He was one of my sexual awakenings. So if he was there, I would like to see what he looks like now. But I didn't see that one. Ricky or Emil Hirsch? Oof. Weird comparison because different ages. I I saw their movies at different times in my life. 
But Ricky. Wow. Emil gets you. Like, you get hot and heavy for Emil Hirsch. Like, I've seen you. You got sweaty. You got red. You got taken aback. I'm just saying, like, young me, like, watching the Sandlot, like, being like, what is this feeling towards Ricky the Jet Rodriguez? Like, that was an important moment for me. I had similar feelings about Topanga from Boy uh, Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World, yeah. I feel like I had similar feelings about Topanga, but, like, I wanted to be her friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was a I was into Sean. Was his name Sean? Sean Sean was Corey's friend, right? Yeah, the best friend. I was into him. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like Feeny? Not in that way, but just Ew, uh, <laughs> weird segue. No, I, I just I loved Mr. Feeny. What can I say? Yeah, but like, not we're not talking about like that. Like, don't bring Feeny into this. Weird. I just thought we were talking about Boy Meets World. You know, like the conversation evolved or yeah, the soundtrack but, TV show. Yes and no. Okay, well, back to Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. I would be so down for them to be a couple again. I think that would be, like, one of the all-time celebrity stories. You know, that like that whole thing coming full circle from, you know, Brad cheating on her on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the whole Brangelina craze, and then how that ended disastrously, and they are still going through a pretty nasty custody battle. So it's pretty surprising that Brad is putting himself out there like this because there's reports that, you know, Brad doesn't want to anger Angelina. And remember it was it was Team Aniston versus Team Joe Lee. I don't know whose team you were on, but that was a whole big thing. It, the country was divided over that. So I don't know if Angelina harbors any ill will towards Jennifer Aniston. I can't really imagine that because, you know, she Yeah, she didn't do anything to her so i don't know why she would be mad at jennifer aniston but um i forgot that jennifer or i forgot that angelina jolie and brad pitt broke up to be honest because really yeah i don't know i feel like i like it happened and then it just like was over in a way so i kind of forgot about that um on a, on a recent Patreon, we talked about the rumors of Brad Pitt and Charlize Theron. Why is Brad Pitt in the news so heavily recently? Well, because he's like the Bachelor of the Year or whatever. Is I feel he? like him. And, well, I feel like him and George Clooney were always very like the Bachelors, like who like couldn't get tied down, and then they like did, but then now he's like not again. So people are like, who is he dating? And I'm like, who cares? Like, let him live his life. Let him go to his ex's birthday party. And not have to be, like, tied to her again and dating her and married her. A.K.A. just you. You're the one who's making this a thing. <laughs> hey, I'm not the only one. Did you see Justin Thoreau's message on Instagram? No. Justin Thoreau I've also been seeing a lot about recently. Wasn't he dating her, Jennifer Aniston? Exactly. Well, they were married. Oh, married. Oof. We, we you know, this is an educational podcast, too. I'm learning about this. I feel like they're too old for me to keep in touch with. It's so funny because we are the exact same age, almost. We were both born in 93. But to Mm -hmm. me, like Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie, that feels like my era. Like I grew up with that as like the celebrity gossip. But you always relate more to like Justin and Selena, which felt like a generation below me. Okay, so this feels like a read. But um, (laughs) no, I was just more, I was just more into like, Nickelodeon and like Disney Channel. I didn't watch Friends growing up or anything. Oh. So I didn't like know about Jennifer Aniston really. Also, my mom caught me up on all this drama a lot. I feel like at that time she would inform me of all the celeb gossip. 
My mom was pretty staunchly Team Jolie. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, I have this theory on my life that I wasn't like involved in pop culture until like I was like 13 or 14. Like I didn't really listen to music, like real music or watch like a lot of like real TV and movies and stuff until I was like in seventh grade. And I feel like I had like a pop culture slash artistic awakening. Um, So you're sort of like right now in your pop culture adolescence in a way. Well, no, I guess in terms of like, I don't know. I just didn't like know about. You're like 12 years old, right? I'm like 14, but like (laughs) I just didn't know about all of it growing up. I feel, I don't know. I just like watched stuff and was like, that's that. I don't know. I can't describe it, but I feel like I don't know about a lot of like, things that happened when we were like in elementary school and middle school. Cause I wasn't like paying attention. There's Rye again, not paying attention to the dates. Yeah. I don't know when this happened. I don't know how old she is. 50. She's 50. She looks amazing. Jennifer said always. Congrats. Well, Justin Thoreau posted on Instagram. He said, happy birthday to this fierce woman, fiercely loving, fiercely kind and fiercely funny. Love you, B. That's cute. So, like, I I, I like this story because it's just a lot of exes, like, coming back together and just being friends. Like, I just want them all to be friends and, like, not let, like, the media, like, tell, tell their narrative the way that the media wants to tell it. Let them tell their own narrative. Or let them not tell their narrative. You know? Just let them live their lives. Speaking of media telling narratives... George Clooney had a lot to say about that in regards to Meghan Markle. Did you hear about this? I did hear about this, actually. Um, This is also something that I don't usually, like, royal families confuse the shit out of me. I'm always so confused as what a royal family is. But I will say I went on a deep dive into Meghan Markle when she got married, like, the day of her marriage. I, like, became so obsessed. So I do kind of keep up with her stuff because I'm like, that is so weird. You're like a princess now. (laughs) I remember when you did that, and you also did a deep dive on Princess Diana, if I'm not mistaken. I love the whole Princess Diana thing, and weird, they have like weird similarities and connections, which George brought up this week. Yeah, he made the direct comparison. So here's a couple quotes from George Clooney. He said, they, as in the media, they're just chasing Meghan Markle everywhere. She's being pursued and vilified. She's a woman who is seven months pregnant, and she has been pursued and vilified and chased in the same way that Diana was, and it's history repeating himself. So there is George Clooney, your royal family correspondent. Yes. I feel like he's kind of like royal. He's like somehow involved in royal. He's he's American royalty, you know? Like, we don't have royalty here in the United States, but he's... It's the Kardashians, it's it's George Clooney and Amal Clooney, you know, they they are all kind of in our royal, they're royal adjacent. They're like, yeah, it's like, um, with I mean, the royal family is essentially just like figureheads, right? They're not like right. actually political. So they're just kind of like people we all like look up to and like, we listen to what they say. I'm like, I feel like I listen to what George Clooney says. When George Clooney tells us how to rob three different casinos in Las Vegas on the same Uh, night, we listen. We sit down and we listen. Oh, my God. I was watching that movie the other day. Don't get me started. So good. 
how easily rewatchable is Ocean's Eleven? I feel like when it's on TNT or it's on FX or wherever it plays on cable, if you're like actually cable surfing, like channel surfing, which is rare nowadays, but if you're doing that and you like stumble upon Ocean's Eleven, you can't turn away. I honestly think that's what happened. Or no, 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 I chose it on Hulu. I just was like browsing and I was like, that's what I want to watch, like without question. So good. It sucks you in. But anyway, Clooney is talking about how the press just constantly tosses around these rumors of palace infighting Meghan versus Kate, or they're talking about Meghan Markle's family drama and her estranged father. They even recently uh, released this deeply intimate handwritten letter she sent to her father where she talks about how he's caused her all this pain and, He's broken her heart. They really go after her. And I'm on Team Clooney here. Like, just lay off Megan a little bit. I understand that coverage of the royal family is going to get a lot of clicks. But you have to keep the coverage within reason. You know, and and not, I don't know, not like attack every fiber of her being. Well, it's also just like... I loved that he said history is repeating itself because I'm like, it's literally exactly what happened to Princess Diana. And like, yeah, maybe she's not being chased in cars per se, but it could get to that point. And especially if she's having a child, like we need to be considerate and make sure that she's allowed to be healthy and not stressed out all the time. Because if you're stressed out when you're pregnant, you can like affect the child, I assume, it, like, affects the baby if you're, like, being, like, stressed and, like, having to worry about a million different things, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, they say, you know, limit the stress and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, they're trying to manifest this rivalry between Megan and Kate, and that's just sort of ridiculous. But sometimes the press can have an effect on on a relationship. I see it in sports all the time, you know? They talk about a rivalry enough where rivalry gets created. Uh, right. So, you know, I don't know... if they will let it affect them, but at some point they may they may just get stressed out by it and the tension may just build by the fact that there's like all this pressure coming on from the outside. But shout out to Clooney for uh, calling attention to it. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, I hate to be that person, but like it comes with the territory. Like they can't be like, don't ever write about us or pay attention to us. Like obviously marrying into the royal family, you have to expect that to come with it. But you know, it can get out of hand and crazy. So I hope that people can like lay off a little bit, but you never know. I mean, I feel like I'm very anti-media right now. Like this, every like story we've talked about, I'm just like, no, don't write about it and leave them be. And like turned British. The media could be a very valuable resource in society. They can act as checks and balances, especially politically, but... In regards to celebrity coverage, there has to be some element of boundaries. But like you said, if you marry into the royal family, if you become a public figure, and in a lot of ways, you are profiting off of your fame, right? You know, an actor or an actress or an influencer um, is leveraging their fame 
for you know higher box office numbers, which then parlays into higher per movie salaries. Or if you're just like an Instagram influencer, the more fame you have, you're going to get more views and more likes, which then again, you're going to parlay into like higher per post sponsorship fees. So it with that also comes, like you said, with the territory, a higher level of scrutiny from from the press. So definitely that comes um, that that's a part of the game. Um, but the media has to set their own boundaries. It's like with the whole Bezos thing that recently happened where National Enquirer wanted to uh, release his dick pics. No. Is this newsworthy? So you have to ask yourself, is it newsworthy? Yeah, I think that's like the boundary that I have a problem with. It's like if we're putting literally this woman in danger with her child, it's like, Maybe the story about where she's going or what she's doing isn't important enough for us to know about that it's going to put her in danger. With the Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt thing, that's all in good fun. No one's harmed in the story of, are they going to get back together? They went to the, like, he went to the party, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's fun. That's shit that we want to hear about and see because, you know, we've been following that story for eons, it seems like. Um... But then there was also, I read, Jennifer Aniston said there was a no social media rule at her party. I don't know if you saw that. Well, uh, they didn't hold to it because did you see that picture of Reese Witherspoon drunkenly trying to crawl down the stairs? (laughs) Well, but that was a paparazzi. It was a no, like, the guests guests weren't allowed to post on social media of it. Um, Which I found interesting because it was like, a lot of times when you throw that huge of a star-studded party like it blows up social media and it can be really like beneficial for I guess their clout but she was like no um have you seen those yonder pouches where if you go to a concert you have to put your phone in this locked pouch it's usually for actually not a concert but for a stand-up event like I went to see Dave Chappelle and you have to put your phone in this locked pouch called a yonder pouch and mm-hmm. you couldn't get it unlocked until after his set. Oh, weird. They, they maybe a, use that at Jennifer Aniston's event. I went to like a premiere of a movie once, or it was like a preview of a movie once. And they like didn't let you bring your phones in. But there wasn't like a fancy pouch. They literally were just like, um, give us all your phones and we'll just keep them somewhere until it's over. And I was like, what? All of our phones look the same. How are you going to know whose is whose? It was kind of sketchy. See, that actually seems more complicated, but you get this pouch, you keep the pouch on you. You just put it in your pocket. See, that makes much more sense to me than like a random stranger like taking 300 people's iPhones and like holding them in a room. Yeah, exactly. So just one person there being able to unlock every pouch with a little tool, that's way easier. But anyway, should we move on to our hookup of the week segment? Yes, this one is also such laws. Um, so look, we've been covering, um, even before Holly Shook, I think we were covering Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson on our other podcast, our original podcast that we used to do. And freaking, I feel like they always are coinciding news with them with like also some type of release or like some type of like entertainment moment that they're having. So, of course, as Ariana is about to release her second album in the past six months, which she 
rudely released on my birthday and made it all about her. Um, about the same, like within the next day or so, or even right before that, I think, Pete Davidson was seen canoodling with Kate Beckinsale, which like, you guys know I have celebrities that like, I don't understand who they are, what they do, what their whole thing is. Sean Penn, for instance. <laughs> um, mostly Sean Penn. Well, it's just Sean Penn. Like For some reason, you have like a mental block with Sean Penn. You're like, I will never understand him or know I, any movie that he's ever been in. I don't get it. Um, Kate Beckinsale also falls in that category. But I didn't you tell me you it. love Serendipity, the movie? I mean, I've seen Serendipity, the movie, like twice. It's not like it's like my favorite movie of all time and I didn't know she was in it. Like, she's so random to me. Um, so then, of course, who is seen canoodling with Pete Davidson at a Golden Globes party? But Kate Beckinsale, I'm like, what the heck? How are you and Pete Davidson linked at all? It's so random to me and so weird. So I'm like, saw these pictures. I didn't get it. And... She's covering her face in all of them, which is like just the funniest thing that people do when paparazzi are trying to like get pictures of them because like she's holding like one hand over just her eyes as if like there's not multiple angles of cameras like getting it. Like you still can tell it's her, <laughs> but it's such I a just- like over dramatic moment because it's like, do you think you're fooling people? Like, right. You know, I'm just sitting there looking at these paparazzi shots and I'm like, is that really Kate Beckinsale? You know, she she did a like, pretty good job disguising herself here. It's like Cinderella story when Hilary Duff's just wearing the small little mask and Chad Michael Murray can't tell that it's her. And then she takes off the tiny mask and he's like, oh my God, it's you. It's like clearly every other part of your body and face is shown. Or it's like a Clark Kent sort of moment. Like I'm wearing these glasses so you can't tell I'm Superman. Right, but I'm gay, so my Clark Kent <laughs> is Cinderella story. Uh, would never go straight to Superman. <laughs> I went straight to Superman. Yeah, there's two types of people. That's why we're a good yin and yang, right? Mm-hmm. You would have never thought Cinderella story. I never thought Cinderella Guaranteed. story. No. So uh, sh- they're linked together. It's so random. I can't get over it. Um, so also there was like that moment when someone asked Ariana Grande what she thought of them. And she responded, so cute. Which like, we all know Ariana Grande, that could be like truthful. That could be sarcastic. That could be littered with irony and hatred. We never know. Um, Her new album is amazing. And I just have to plug that really quick. Absolutely love. I think she needs it. She needs the plug. In case you haven't heard um, of her, it's Ariana Grande. Um, she also had this song, um, Thank You, Next, that a few people have heard about. Um, it's actually a really good song. It's not been played pretty much at all from what I've noticed. Totally underground. Hopefully after this um, podcast, a couple people listen to that song and also the accompanying album. Um, let us know what you guys think. If you guys like her, she could use um, some streams on Spotify for sure. Oh, yeah. Lend her your support. You know, if you can't support us, support Ariana Grande. She she does need it. 
it's just really sad because she's like really talented, but no one really knows about her. And then um, everyone's talking about her ex-boyfriend, Pete Davidson. Um, My biggest pet peeve is underappreciated artists. So everyone go appreciate Ariana Grande. Someone's got to do it. And if I have to be the person to kind of like lead that charge, I will. Um, So she is really struggling with finances right now, I'm sure. Um, But then also, so Kate also posted a picture of her mom on Instagram and Kate apparently is like known for being funny on Instagram. Once again, would have no clue. Also, does she have a personality? Like, I don't know. By looking at her, I'm like, what is her personality? Like, I can't, I can't tell you. So apparently it's a funny one. Um, and someone commented being like, dear heavens, Kate, not Pete Davidson. And then she responded saying, no, that's my mother. Easy mistake. And I'm like, that's not that funny. Maybe. everyone's like, oh, sassy, sassy Kate Beckinsale added again. And I'm like, what? That's all it takes to be sassy? Like Someone should have told me that ages ago. Yeah, maybe Pete Davidson wrote that joke for her. Yeah, the comedian. They're both comedians now, apparently. Kate, Kate Beckinsale is f- going to be the funny one in the relationship. So that's them. Obviously, there's not a ton of information on them quite yet, um, as it's just been in the past about two weeks that they've been spotted together. Um, And obviously after the whirlwind romance that he had with Ariana Grande, I doubt he's trying to jump into anything too serious or at least let the media and the public know about his relationship. You know what's interesting, Rye? So on the last uh, exclusive Patreon podcast that we had, we talked about Charlie Theron and Brad Pitt and those rumors, right? And I feel like these kind of rumors like swirl around the gossip columns on a weekly basis. And there's like a 5% hit rate, 10% hit rate where they actually do come to fruition and it's legit. When this story originally came out, I thought there's a big chance this could just be nothing. Like absolutely just a nothing story. Okay, they were seen talking at a Golden Globes after party. Like, what? But then remember you and me even hypothesized that stories like that could actually maybe bring two people together? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what really happened here, but it is kind of funny to me that they end up actually dating, like, after that story. Because to me, like, most of the time, there's really nothing to the story. Yeah. And if there is something to the story, it's like, okay, they flirted, maybe they hooked up that night, but are they going to be together? And now they're like, oh, they're leaving a club together a month later. Yeah. Um, and like the pairing is so random, like Kate Beckinsale it, and Pete Davidson. So random. And like age is just a number, but there is a 25 or a 20 year age gap. I just like, I'm so confused. Um, I have a lot of questions and I'm happy for them, I guess. I mean, look, I think maybe Pete, what if Pete just wants like, a fun little fling. Fun little fling. I mean, he was engaged like a month ago, basically. Well, no, but a couple months ago. So, you know, best of luck to them. Hopefully they're just enjoying themselves and hopefully Kate can learn how to better cover her face next time she wants to hide. But we all have a lot of growing to do this year, Kate. It's just such a farce. It's so, it's like, it's totally for attention because you know those kind of pictures actually like attention yeah like actually she's also holding like a huge ass fur coat in this other picture i'm like why didn't you hold the coat up in front of your face like she's holding the coat with one hand and then covering her hand 
like covering her one eye with the other hand. I'm like, just hold up the big ass coat. Like that'll cover your face. Like I'm so confused. It's like, have you, maybe she's never been paparazzi before. Cause like, she's not famous. Cause I don't know who the fuck she is. <laughs> there are so many effective ways to cover your face. I think it was just a stunt. You know, she was trying to over dramatize it. Like, you know, like you said, you get more attention with those photos. Like, it just looks more salacious and secretive. Oh, I have to see what's going on. Why is she covering half her face? What is she doing? This is so intense. She's being bombarded, but it's really just like five paparazzi taking yeah. pictures as they normally do. And But she just has like one hand covering her left eye. And Pete Davidson is somehow always has a lollipop in his mouth. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Why does he always have a lollipop in his mouth? It's so random. I'm like, where do you get lollipops? Like, I feel like no one buys lollipops. They just like somehow end up with you. And I'm like, do you, are you just always at the right place to have a lollipop? Like it's so random. You know what it could be? If he smokes cigarettes, maybe it's a way to like get off smoking cigarettes, but he still needs to like kind of have that like sensation, that oral fixation. Yeah, that could be. That's like a really intense jump to conclusions as to why he has lollipops. And like, but yeah, no, totally. Like, it's like gum. Like, people chew gum and stuff if they're stopping smoking. Right, right. It's just weird that that was, like, your first conclusion. Like, I was like, oh, he just, like, really likes lollipops, I guess. And you're like, he's trying to stop smoking. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> very, very possibly true. I, I put a lot of thought into it, though. And that was, like, the only conclusion I, I can come up with. Because the, this, the idea that he's just that obsessed with lollipops makes no sense to me. I mean, it could be, like, part of his brand. He's just, like, lollipop boy. Um, speaking of people who have trying to been giving up on certain vices, that's called a segue. Take notes. Um, Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber, I guess now Haley Bieber, formerly Baldwin. I can't Um, commit to it. You know, I need to see this relationship last more than six months and then, then I'll commit to Haley Bieber. I'm like so stressed out. So I read their, um, Vogue, like interview or whatever. So they were on the cover of Vogue and they did a whole cover story. And first and foremost, I do not need Justin Bieber calling anyone baby boo, let alone calling them baby boo twice in one interview. That's going to be my first response to this. That's too, too many baby boos. It's too, too many, many baby boo, 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 boos. Nope. (laughs) Didn't work. But, um, we should introduce this segment, by the way, the scandal scale segment. Okay, so this is Scandal Scale. Um, Sorry, I was just jumping right in. My segue was so good. It was a clean segue. I had to let you roll with it. Thank you. So um, Scandal Scale, we choose a couple scandals from the week, and we rate it on a scale of three different levels. So first we have Shaken, which is the lowest level of shakenness. It's like, okay, this is something that happened. I am like, I noticed it and I had a reaction to it, but it's like not the craziest thing I've ever heard. And then we have shook, which is like, okay, I'm shook. Like everyone knows what shook means. Like I'm shook. But then we have shooketh, which is like, I am convulsing. I am projectile vomiting. I am shaking with fear for my life because this is so scandalous. Um, needless to say, very rarely get to that level, but <laughs> we don't projectile vomit on this podcast too many times. Haven't yet. I've gotten close. Once again, the 
reading the words baby boo-boo out of Justin Bieber's mouth twice got me very close. Um, so Nausea-inducing, to say the least. That's our scandal scale. That's how we re- re-rate things. Um, and it's our, always our final little segment of um, our current events podcast. So get into it. Um, okay, so they were on Vogue, and I read the article... And it kind of, like, dove into, like, their past, like, how they got to know each other, how they came to be the couple that they are now, um, the married husband and wife that they are now. Sorry, I didn't mean to chuckle. Um, But I didn't even know who Haley Baldwin was until she got married to him. But the whole thing is kind of interesting. Um, The interview is, like... I don't know. I felt like it was kind of Twilight Zoney, like Stepford Wivesy, like had this like kind of weird, creepy vibe to it. Honestly, I was kind of creeped out by the whole thing. Um, a couple things that stood out to me is that they talk a lot about how much they like fighting with each other. Um, they're like, "Well, fighting's good. We should be fighting, like, and blah blah blah, and like to get through things." Which I agree with. In a relationship, you should be fighting. If you're not fighting, then about something, not all the time, but, like, here and there, like, that's not good. Um, They talk about their connection with the church, how their common denominator has always been going to church. Um, They reconnected. I guess they dated for a while, like, a while back, or for a little bit a while back, and then they broke up. They had a very tumultuous breakup to the point where they couldn't even be in the same room with each other. And then reconvened in June of 2018, so about last summer. And they were both like, wow, we've, like, really grown. Like, we have, like, so much in common, and we're past all the past drama. And I guess by the end of it, he went up to her and said, we're not going to be friends. And she said, oh, why not? And then within a month, he had slipped an enormous oval-shaped diamond ring on her finger. So I once again kind of... Um, similar to Ariana and Pete. It was a fall hard and fast type moment. They did have about 10 years of friendship um, and acquaintanceship um, over like a decade before they got married. So it's not like they met each other and then got married that quickly. But after their very like stressful breakup, they like got back together very quickly. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like... It just seemed really creepy. Like, it was like... What about the tidbit that Bieber wanted to stay celibate until the marriage? Well, he was in a a self-induced period of celibacy that he, for for about a year and a half, which good for him, he had admitted to having um, a sex... He didn't say addiction, but he said he had a problem with sex where he was using it as one of the last vices because he stopped drinking and doing drugs. He drinks socially now, but he hasn't done drugs in, like, four or five years, I think he said. Um, so he was, like, having sex as kind of, like, that, like, release. So he wasn't, he wasn't like, having a healthy sexual relationship with anyone. So he was being celibate for a year and a half, and that's when they reconvened, and that's when they re, like, ignited their love. And so I guess originally they were like, well, we're not going to have sex, and then they got to a place where they were able to and they're able to have like healthy intimate 
love together. From one baby boo to another. From my baby boo boo to my goo goo guy goo. I don't know if I hated that or if I love that. I hated that. I'm so apologetic. Um, There were rumors that they only got together because she was pregnant, which are false. And Haley says no babies for at least a couple of years. So, yeah, they got back together um, for not rumors of pregnancy. But um, I don't know. It's hard to, like, sum up my feelings about this um, interview. I think that I do suggest if you guys are interested in this relationship to go read it because, I don't know, I got this kind of weird, creepy, like, like Stockholm syndrome-y. Like, they both, like, I don't know. It was so weird. What did you think about it? Did it come across your mind at all that they rushed into marriage partially because of Bieber's self-imposed celibacy? But did they wait until they actually got married to have sex again? Well, but the process had to begin. Yeah. Like, he couldn't... I guess, like, I don't know. I didn't get that. I just got more of, like, a... They kept trying to, like, almost defend their marriage. Like, I... So I totally get everything you're saying. And I feel like there's, like, this deep sense of dependency between them. Yeah. Like, too much dependency, almost. Exactly. Like, this this unhealthy codependency. And, like, obviously, this is Ryan and Armin reading a lot into a Vogue article. And we don't know shit about them, really. But at the same time, we've seen a lot from at least Bieber. And, like, this is a guy we just did a historic celebrity scandal pod on this guy. And, you know, there was year after year after year there where he was assaulting people multiple times a year. He was literally banned from Argentina for <laughs> because he committed assault. I mean, this guy has has had a lot of uh drama in his past. And remember Seth Rogan calling him just a little entitled shit. He, his neighbors didn't want him in the neighborhood because he was such a terror. You know, and maybe he is reformed, no doubt about it, but it almost feels like Haley Baldwin is his salvation, but you can't put that on one person. Yeah. And I don't know from Haley Baldwin's perspective what Justin Bieber is to her. She seems a little more earnest about this whole situation, a lot more sincere. Yeah. But she could make she could be hit by like a big wave of realization, like a, a big reality check at some point when it's like, oh, this is this is not how it's supposed to be. Like at some point she's like, the thing is, marriage is very hard. That is the sentence you should lead with. It's really effing hard. Yeah. But at the same time, yes, it, it should be hard. It's definitely hard. Even for people who like really know each other. But you may have known each other for 10 years on and off, but did you really know someone? Like, did you, like, you didn't live with this person. You don't know all their little tendencies. You don't know the nitty gritty minutia about them. And then like all of a sudden you're going to be married and you guys are, you guys barely know yourselves, your kids. I don't know. And I know people, I'm sure there's people around the country like, Oh, well I got married in my early twenties, but they also lived a much different life. You know, like they, they at a young age, well, at least Bieber, right. Touring the world, you know, I mean, the guy barely had any time to like sit and be at peace with himself. We know this, we know this without having to know the guy. So yeah, I don't know. Well, talks- I agree with you. It's a strange It's a strange article. Also one that probably belonged in People, not Vogue. But that's for another day. 
yeah, it's kind of weird that was in vogue because it didn't really like say that much. Like they spend a lot of time focusing on his past, but also about how he's moved on from his past and doesn't want to focus on it anymore. But I'm like, but that was like a main topic of conversation. Um, and he seems like very all over the place. Like there's like one part where he like in the middle of a question, like apparently got up off the couch and started like running around in circles and then jumping on her and like making out with her neck and stuff. And I'm like, if I was the interviewer, I'd be like so uncomfortable. Um, I don't know. It was strange. I thought it was going to make me like want them to be together, but now I'm just like, I'm stressed about what's in their future. But Hey, obviously we're always hoping for the best. We're not hoping for a downfall, but this article didn't really give me like, um, security in their in their in their future (laughs) we root for love on the holly shook podcast we really do we really do always rooting for love but when it when it comes down to it if we have to do some forensic analysis on why a relationship broke down we're going to do that too yeah absolutely we are and i'm gonna love every second of it so can't wait later on later down the road i'm sure we'll be following up with this with this relationship I just can't so wait until a modern patchwork family of uh, Bieber, Baldwin, Miranda Kerr, Orlando Bloom, Miranda Kerr's CEO, husband, uh, Katy Perry, they all have Thanksgiving together. That's going to be an interesting Holly Shook. It's just a modern family, you know, just a modern family, a modern famous family. Just patched together with lots of work. And love. Um, okay, so my reaction, I guess, if we're going to scale, scandal scale it. I'm going to go with, I was shook because I, I guess I didn't expect to be so weirded out by it. Like I was genuinely weirded out by this like interview. Um, I did look at the the photos of them too. And I actually thought that the photos were really nice. Um, and I was expect the, the pictures and the interview and the article give two different sides to the story. And so that's why I was shook. So like the pictures make it seem like they're just like young and fun and in love and just rich and whatever. And then the interview was like so serious and so not that. Um, so I was like very shook by like how differently I was, it was being perceived, I guess. I'm shaken by it. I think I'm pretty cynical when it comes to young celebrity couples if the national divorce rate is 50%, then the young celebrity couple divorce rate is like 98%. Rarely yeah. works out. So yeah. all of the strangeness, all of the oddities, um, it's not just surprising coming from a young celebrity couple um, who, I mean, they're not just a couple. They got married after being together for a month or two months. You know, not surprising. And then you add Justin Bieber on top of it. Like nothing with Bieber surprises me anymore. Yeah, I think I, I, I guess I was just hoping for, um, hoping for a different story than what I got. So that's why I was like a little bit more shook by it. I but yeah, I don't know. I just, you know, I love the Beebs, so I'm always rooting for the Beebs. You're, you're they, a Beebs stan. He did say that he's taking a break from music, which annoys me because I do want more Beebs music. But I think it'll come in due time and it'll be really good. Do you think he'll say sorry for not making I think music? It's too late. I think it's just too late. It's for too that. late to say sorry, right? Yeah, from what I've heard, that's the word around the street. That sometimes it's uh, too late to say sorry. Yeah, history has said that it's too late to say sorry now. 
We're going to quickly finish uh, with one more scandal scale uh, topic. In this case, someone is asking Kim K to say sorry, and not just say sorry, but to fork over over a hundred million dollars in a lawsuit over Kimoji. So Kim Kardashian being sued by this app developer named David Liebenson, who says that he built Kim the Kimoji app, and then he was cut out of it entirely in 2014. So he's suing her for a breach of contract and fraud. So apparently what happened is he creates this app or he helps to create this app and they had an agreement that he would get a portion of profits, but Kim would file the trademark paperwork and he wouldn't be included in the trademark paperwork, quote unquote, for the sake of expedience. Just make it quicker. Now, of course, that leaves him out of having like legal binding to this deal. So then, suddenly, in August 2014, Kim cuts Liebenson out, says that he breached his side of the deal by leaking some personal information about her. So, anyway, now we're here and he is suing for $100 million. Now, you may say that's a lot of money. However, apparently, the app was being downloaded 9,000 times a second. Oh, my God. On the release day, and it's been continued to be downloaded since. And apparently, that release day figure works out to a million dollars a minute. And that's just on the release day. No. Anyway, Rai, what's your reaction to that? I mean... That is so much money. I, I I don't know how to grasp that amount of money. Obviously, the Kardashians have so much money. If that's even... That release day was probably just a blip in their bank account. Um, I would hope that... I would hope that if this guy actually did work for her to make this app, that she would at least give him some type of um, compensation for it. Um, knowing that he probably could use it more than she does, she could. I think anyone could use that money more than she could. But um, I don't know. I don't even know how to grasp that concept. So oh, but she's me. she's not playing along though. Is she not? Of course. No. Y'all know I'm not card. I'm not a Kardashian fan over here. So this is not helping the case. You are very anti K U W T K. Not even anti, but I'm just, I never was into it, so I don't care. So then when I hear these stories about them, like, such as this, I'm like, this, these people are just the most ridiculous, like, entities on these, on this world. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand two, three things in life. Sean Penn, Kate Beckinsale, and the Kardashians. I just will never get them. So. Can we make a, a list of things or people, celebrities, that Rye doesn't get? It might take us a while, but let's start with those three. We'll start with those three. Jeez Louise. We'll keep adding to the list. I'm lumping all the Kardashians into one human because I still believe that they are. (laughs) Just one human that's been cloned and recreated. They're like a transformer. They're each like different pieces of like one giant transformer. They are alien people. (laughs) Are you uh, shaken, shook, or shooketh? Shaken because once again, nothing that she does ever surprises me because it's just all so fucking predictable. I'm shook because of Liebenson's part in this. 
If I was Liebenson and there were hundreds of millions of dollars at stake, I wouldn't just allow Kim K to sign all the trademark paperwork and file it all hers, all herself for the sake of expediency. It's like, well, let's get this right. Let's make sure you're not totally cut out of it, or at least have something in writing that acknowledges you as a developer of the app. That's true. He, I guess he should have been a little bit more, um, a little smarter on that. Um, but also Kim K being th- cutthroat. I mean, I you gotta. I guess you gotta be cutthroat to get to that level of fame and fortune. But it's a little shitty. I think like. She, God knows she doesn't know how to make an app or open a computer. So I just think she should give the give the credit where it's due, girl. Don't don't knock Kim K's tech skills, okay? She's like really good at HTML and CSS and she could she could write code. She's a programmer. I don't know what any of that stuff means, so I doubt she does. So girl. <laughs> Kim K is like secretly an app developer in Silicon Valley. Oh my god, I wouldn't put it past her at this point. <laughs> she has all these hidden skills. <laughs> I like hate her, but I'm like also expecting her to do so much. <laughs> I don't even hate her, I just don't care. I'm like, I don't care. I literally don't care. I don't have like any ill will towards her, other than that she's stealing money from this man. But And that Vinny from the Jersey Shore is asking her to help Mike the situation uh, get yeah. clemency from his eight-month prison sentence. There's that too. That too. I was... I was a fan until that moment. It's like, do some good in the world, honey. Do we have any updates on that? No, he's still in prison. <laughs> <laughs> all right, right. I think we covered it all. Wow. What a week in celebrity. That was a lot of relation, a, a heavy relationship a week. True. Yeah. yeah between the exes of, and the new relationships, the marriages. A lot of um, celebrity relationships this week. Break up with your, break up with your girlfriend because I'm bored. That was another Ariana plug. Go listen to her album. It's super good. Um, thanks for listening, you guys. If you want more of these, um, remember, you can get in on the in on the action on patreon.com backslash Holly Shook. And we are super excited to release more podcasts, more content, and all of that jazz for you guys. Um, thank you so much for listening either way. And we will see you next week with another historic celebrity podcast.